Hello, listeners. Welcome What's to up? <laughs> Welcome to the third episode of School Britannia. I'm your host. I'm your other host. <laughs> um Yes, welcome. This episode, we're not really gonna talk about the music as much as the style and fashion of Britpop, because there is a big element to Britpop, which is visual, that I feel like should also be touched upon. They're all they're all like really stylish for the time. Oh yeah. Lots of uh trails being blazed. Jackets lots being worn. Brand names. Lots of uh sneakers. Trainers. Oh yes, as they say. Trainers <laughs> the UK. As they say in the UK. Trainers and jumpers. And uh, My sister has a British friend that says that no one calls them jumpers. But who who's to say that they know what the fuck they're talking about? <laughs> uh, well, Graham Coxon calls them jumpers because he had a story about how he was so drunk that he shat in his jumper, which was <laughs> tied around his waist. So he shat himself and he threw it into somebody's garden. We're off to an excellent start. Of course. But I love. I love shitting myself. <laughs> jumpers. And there you have it. All right. That's the episode. Thanks. All right. See you next week. Okay. So first off, though, we should start off by answering our question from last week. Yeah, I just Googled my answer. <laughs> I have an answer. <laughs> hey, Google, what is Cassidy's favorite band from the UK that's not from London? Ah, yes. Do is you, that, have... you want me to answer that right now? <laughs> do you, do you... <laughs> do yeah, you I can me... answer right now. So I've been really listening to Cocteau Twins a lot lately, and I've loved them since high school. And they're not from, you know, from England, but they're from Scotland. And just been vibing, vibing this week, Cocteau Twins. That is a really good choice. You know, I didn't even, (laughs) I totally thought that they were, I forgot that they were not from London um, for some reason, even though they have really thick accents. But my... I don't even talk. I just know. (laughs) <laughs> that they're not from London. Well, they some of um, some of like the lyrics and some of the titles have references to Scottish culture. Like, Athol Bros is a Scottish porridge, I believe. Ooh, it's okay. A song title. So, um. All right. Well, what's your what's your answer, my dude? I feel like I have quite a few, but my top two that I thought of were um, Prefab Sprout. They're from yeah. They're from Durham County, probably more known to be close to Newcastle, if you can pin it to a close, uh, big city. But hmm. they're definitely Northerners, if you hear them talk in an interview. Um, Prefab Sprout, yes. they're one of my favorites. It's really solid band through and through. Um, so good. But also, I, I thought of My Bloody Valentine, because they're Irish. Yes, very good choice also. And, um, yeah, I, they were, like, along with, like, Lush, my, my, my shoegaze journey was, like, Lush, and then it branched off to Cocteau Twins and My Bloody Valentine, and Mm -hmm. they are such a good band, and who knows when they'll come out with something new, there are rumors saying that Kevin Shields is like, oh, we'll come out with something next year, but who knows about that, so... 
We'll yeah. see. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it'll probably be like 10 years from now, but whatever. Yeah, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe it'll keep up the momentum from 2011, 2012, 2011. Yeah, 2012. Jeez, that was a long time ago. It feels like just yesterday. <laughs> it really does. Like, literally, like, I'm not even, this isn't even like an old person reminiscing thing. This is like, I literally feel like 2011 happened so recently. It Junior was, year of high school no, is it not was, far enough away. It was 2012, because it was my senior year of high school, so... Oh, okay, yeah. I guess I confused my junior and senior year. That's, that's okay, though. That's okay. But, that's yeah, right. it's it's like, yeah, that just happened. I was just a senior in high school, and I've graduated college. It's uh, pretty strange. I feel exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. I'll be back. Okay. I'm back. Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I missed you. Okay. Uh, fashion. Fashion and style in Britpop. Where do we begin? We begin at the beginning. Uh oh. Which is stupid. <laughs> we begin in the in the <laughs> early nineties, is what I meant to say. Oh yeah. That's the beginning. So The real beginning. The real beginning. So what was going on in the early nineties? Uh Pulp was a band? Yeah? Yep. Uh, Pulp was a band. Pulp's been a band for years at this point, too. Yeah. Pulp, Pulp formed in 1978. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think but they But then were... they got their groove. Yeah. They got their groove in the 90s, for sure. Yeah. If we want to start talking to Pulp real quick, I want to say that Jarvis Cocker is one of the most stylish people I've ever seen. I think that he has a really good look, and it includes being tall weirdly shaped and the tiniest mouth ever in existence <laughs> and uh big glasses yes yes like a Britpop sex symbol before we had well i mean it was around the same time like concurrent with like damon and stuff like that but he was like the weird one <laughs> he's got like the weird wiry frame and he wears like the skinny ties and he's got big old glasses and a tiny mouth his little mouth he was i can't get over it kind of like the nerdier Britpop star you know like the more intelligent yeah. thinking man sort of style like he yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a picture of him in a t-shirt like it's always button ups and suits oh, yeah. you know Def yeah I feel like he always kind of had that look down but he definitely dressed up a lot for all of his looks and in the band I appreciate that I think that he has rocked the professor thing for many, many years, and hopefully many more to come. Yes. <laughs> his glasses are iconic, his gigantic glasses, and they're, like, very specific shape, too. They're, like, just big, rounded, square glasses that just take up, like, a good third of his face. Oh, yeah. And I think that he very, really worked that look. Very old-style, kind of 70s, you know. I think he definitely kind of nailed that look of, like, the professor, the scholar, etc. Yeah. Compared There's also to... a great... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. There's a great image of him dressed as Elvis Costello also, which I used to reblog at least once a month in oh, high school. Yeah. yeah, I know what picture you're talking about. It's a great, a great, like, uh, like tribute photo. I don't know what to call it. It's like a really good callback. It looks just like the cover to, uh, what is it? This is, what is it called? Oh, shit. I don't know. I it's keep, Elvis Costello thing I keep with the thinking, camera. <laughs> uh, My Aim is True, but that's another album. 
Oh, it's this year's model. That's the name of it. Yes, there you go. So we kind of have that kind of balance, but we also have um, Blur, you know, early 90s. You know, there was a lot of, um, and baggy, which I must say probably comes from the fact that they wore baggy pants. Yes, which is different from just pulp also. Yes. Pulp was like way more dressy. Like the stone roses and stuff, I think, were kind of ushering in the the baggy style and um, loose fitting clothes, club culture, having a good mm-hmm. time, um, little bucket hats, I think, as the drummer of Stone Roses would wear a lot. That kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Lots of earrings, single earrings. One ear. Oh, single earrings are the shit. Still such a good thing that happened. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I love that look. Um, Damon had it, and Brett Anderson had it. Did anybody else have it? Neither of the, the Gallagher brothers had their ears pierced. Right? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I I feel like there were probably other Brit poppers that had their ears pierced but i can't think of anyone right now i think damon and brett were the main ear piercers you know mm-hmm. um so and also bowl cuts in the early 90s were a big thing for some reason ah yes Just sort of shaggy They're like really bad bowl cuts oh so bad so bad <gasps> if you look at damon albarn and there's no other way the uk version he's wearing a black turtleneck and an awful bowl cut graham sported a really bad turtleneck too or (laughs) turtleneck (laughs) probably also a turtleneck at the same time both have Um, turtlenecks in one of the videos for leisure i want to say it might also be that same video she's (laughs) so high maybe yeah she's so high he has a terrible bowl cut Graham had he looks a, like a like a janky Harry Potter. Yeah, he does. He had a bad bowl cut too, but oh. not not as bad as Damon's, I must say. Kind of have that going on, but that's pretty short lived in the span of Britpop, I'd say. Um, as Baggy sort of kind of diminishes in in style, and Britpop takes over, it sort sort of starts to change a little bit the landscape. Mm-hmm. And there's a percu- peculiar peculiar thing that happens in terms of androgyny oh yeah that starts to happen more towards the mid 90s um Mm -hmm. and that is championed by both bands suede and elastica and other bands Mm -hmm. too but i think they were the kind of two opposites of the spectrum Mm -hmm. um because you had the masculine androgyny and the feminine androgyny yes yeah i would agree with that so yeah justine of elastica is like like elastica is like uh it's like so much more like mask and so much more like like disruptive short like angular haircuts and like like stylish like justine freshman like is very like very stylish and androgynous at the same time and like doing this like really cool like angular like kind of greasy long hair on one side flipping it over wearing like open t-shirts and open like button downs and like little necklaces all that shit and then everybody in the band kind of looks pretty gay (laughs) (laughs) they all look kind of gay in elastica which i don't really know i'm confirmed um 
I feel like... Can you confirm this? <laughs> um, Justine is not gay. Donna is not gay. I'm speaking in terms of the first era of Elastica. I don't know about the second era. Yeah. Um, Justin is not gay. He actually married another member of Elastica. Oh. A- Annie, the bassist... You know, I'm not sure. All right, unconfirmed. We, there we have like, it. I feel like she might be, but I don't know for sure. I cannot say with certainty, but that's we, okay. We can hypothesize until we find out um, if yeah. we ever do. But yeah, it was very, um, very androgynous in terms mm-hmm. of masculinity. You know, black clothes, jeans, Doc Doc Martens boots uh sometimes trainers sneakers whatever yeah yeah so you definitely have that sort of masculinity and that sort of informs a lot of other Britpop bands with women Mm -hmm. like echo belly who had a front woman with a short haircut and sleeper also um louise winner had a short haircut and kind of dressed a little bit boyish maybe not mm-hmm. as much as elastica but that i feel like that androgyny with the the masculinity was mm-hmm. definitely a thing it's like very like justine i think is like the coolest example of like just really sick androgyny because she's like she like does these like really different poses than some of the other like, like female fronted Britpop or like similar era bands. Like she does these really cool poses and like stances where she's just like arms crossed, like hips straight, standing like she's really tough. She looks so much t- tougher than um, like even the front people, like even just like Brett Anderson's like promo photos and Suede, which is like another like high androgyny like centered band is like. Like, their style is so much more feminine or, like, glam rock, whereas, like, Justine is, like, very tough, very rock. I don't know how to explain it. I sound like a terrible, like, album reviewer right now. <laughs> very rock. Very chic. Oh, my God. No, I totally understand what you're saying. And, like, there was a lot of... I think that was intentional. You know, there was an interview with Justine mm-hmm. where she felt like... She felt very empowered by being more masculine. Mm-hmm. Like not having long hair, having big boots on to kind of just like blend in with the urban landscape of London at the time, Um, which I get, you know, and I think that was definitely an intentional thing to kind of, no pun intended, blur the lines a little bit. (laughs) Unfully intended. (laughs) God. Um, And kind of reclaim that because it was also pretty apparent with um their sound too you know is angular it was distorted and in your face so yeah i feel i feel like that kind of reflected the sound as well and then on the other end as we mentioned you have suede and justine and brett actually dated and i think justine hair for a while (laughs) yeah i think justine commented that like they were kind of androgynous in the beginning and Brett would come to gigs or parties with a purse and pierced earrings and people would think he was the woman. Ah, uh, yes. So, as you can see, there's a lot of feminine androgyny um, 
with bands like Suede and Placebo and probably others mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. don't remember. But Brett Anderson, I think, was kind of the poster boy for that because he had, like, the long hair. And it, it also kind of, I think, came across an attitude, too, you know? Yeah. There's, like, so many pictures of Brett Anderson where his, like, his hips are cocked to one side or he's, like, leaning back weird or he's got a cigarette in hand (laughs) or, like, his back is arched. And I think that a lot of it is, like, this, like, haircut is so easily flipped and so easily, like, like, it, like, trickles down and, like, he wears, like, leather jackets and, like, then he wears open shirts at the same time and he has, like, these really, like, feminized poses that he does that I think are, like, very very like in line with the sound of the band and just like how like almost like high fashion sometimes they seem to be like his photos look like fashion spreads a lot of the time and they are done in like professional magazines and stuff but like he looks like he's modeling clothing rather than modeling brett anderson but he's also selling brett anderson with the cigarette at the same time i don't know he's very stylish (laughs) yeah and i think it also should know it comes down to the way he looks too like Mm -hmm just he has sort of feminine features and and um true definitely you know like he the way he performs is very glam and very performative but he also has the long hair and the open shirt high cheekbones high cheekbones you know and um i think that was very intentional because of the glam rock influence and Mm -hmm. you know the influence of david bowie and everything and it was kind of a juxtaposition to a lot of other Britpop bands. Yeah. That were very laddish, you know? Um, yeah. And that kind of juxtaposed. And like with Placebo, Brian Molko, he had painted mm-hmm. nails and makeup. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a big thing. And I think even Johnny Menswear, the lead singer of the band Menswear, would wear eyeliner and crap so yeah yep so there is a lot of sort of like gender bending kind of stuff going on which is really cool um and i think kind of brought that back into the mainstream which is pretty cool <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you have oh, yeah totally a lot of and then you have a lot of different things like uh adidas jackets which are big, mm-hmm. a big part of it, and, and blocky and uh, like kind of sometimes colorful, sometimes not. Stripes, certain sneakers, yeah. Also, just like the aesthetic of like the all black suit jacket and black dress pants tied with like small boots, stuff like that. Yeah, and like a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have parkas and anoraks, which are big with people like oasis um, yes and then and the like, track jackets big with them too yeah track jackets. the actual literal sports sportswear and like soccer like fan gear and then track jackets and then like big old parkas <laughs> yeah i think i think the sportswear thing kind of c- comes from the football aspect of it because a lot yes. of Britpop fans i mean a lot of Britpop bands and fans were also big football fans Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that kind of stemmed from it, like Adidas. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it stemmed as like a soccer brand and became a streetwear thing. And yes. Nike and Reebok. So a lot of that sportswear was sort of adopted into the aesthetic as well. Um, mm-hmm. 
But you also have stuff like Fred Perry polos. Yes. Yeah. So quintessentially British. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they're called Harrington jackets. They're like those beige jackets with the lining, the plaid lining. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is also a huge thing. And like there were also like feminine women too in Britpop, although it was very, it was a little rarer, I think. I think it was, I think it was like rare just because there's like less like women in Britpop. Also, just for the record, all of these people are white, I'm pretty sure. All of them and probably every Britpop fan, except for if we even, I wouldn't even count Lush in this because Lush is fronted by a person of color, but um, I would definitely say that almost all of these people who we're talking about are like completely white and very thin also yeah you don't really see you don't really see anybody who kind of differs outside of like this very specific idea of what like british youth looks like thin white people well to be fair the lead singer of echo belly is um indian she's from oh cool india so but that that's not very common it's still Mm -hmm. very white white skinny people who are british you know um Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a type of person, and it's a little bit, um, what's the word? Homogenized, I'd say, but... Absolutely. It sucks because it's it's pretty common, um, just in general. Even, like, now in the DIY music mm-hmm. scene, it, there's been a little bit of breakout, which is great, but it, it's taken a long time to get there, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and even as a person of, of color in the Britpop scene, I feel like um, people of color were probably fetishized quite a bit. Like, I, I'm sure Mickey of Lush, because she was Japanese, was fetishized. And that, Definitely. you know, there's a lot of shitty, sh- shitty stuff, too. But, yeah, it's a very white scene, unfortunately. Um, and I think that's it kind of speaks to like even where England has been like specifically the UK have been for like several decades now that, that there's still like this and the same goes for like sort of like wanting to go back to like this racist imagined ideal of like a pure white time where like in the good old days in you know England everybody was white and working class and you know that's definitely still that's like a very like you're not British unless you're white kind of thing. And I think that didn't really pull through because Britpop wasn't overtly political, and it was sometimes, but also I think it kind of pulled away from that or, like, separated itself, tried to, from, like, other than, like, supporting larger politics like Labor Party and, like, specific ideals in terms of, like, class, I think that they kind of tried to pull away from other politics, which was, like, what the true heritage of England looked like, which I think kind of just shines through just by being such a insularly like British like phenomenon or like scene. Oh yeah, of course. Even though there's a ton of people in, especially in England who are in other UK countries and other European countries that are totally not white at all. Yeah, of course. Um, it's pretty unfortunate and yeah, I think I agree. Like it does kind of call back to this ideal of like purely British, even though there was like probably they were probably more outspoken about class, like working class versus versus mm-hmm. like the rich rich posh class, but it was mm-hmm. 
definitely kind of barren, which is unfortunate. And I think that changed a little bit too in like the mid 2000s with the advent of more artists of color and artists mm-hmm. like MIA coming out. And I think that kind of livened things up. But in terms of Britpop, it was a very white scene for sure. Yes. Which Definitely. Sucked. Um, but what can you do? You know, it's, it's, I think it's good to acknowledge that as an example of what not to do in a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, also just like, like for me, I know that this is like a genre of music that I've loved for like a long time, you know, and you too. And I think it's like also, it's impossible to avoid and also important to just like remember how white and mostly male dominated the scene was in a lot of ways. And that's like fine. I still enjoy the music and I love that stuff. And I love a lot of the people who are in these bands, but also like, you know, you can't escape it sometimes and that's fine. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I think that's good to note though. It was a very white male dominated scene and there was a lot of kind of chest beating masculinity. Um, yeah. That was thrown around, especially in the case of Oasis Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like, honestly, I'm, like, revisiting some of the style choices in Oasis, and I'm not opposed. Just gonna say that right now. I will say I'm not a huge fan of the helmet Johnny Marr knockoff haircut that Liam Gallagher sported for several years. But, or I'm not, I'm also not a fan of the John Lennon glasses or the tinted frames. Oh, my God. Also hate that shit. But the track jackets, oh, my fucking God. I like the, the collared sweatshirt under the sweater. Oh shit! Oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Good that's stuff. A, that's a good look. I I am a fan of like the collared button-up shirt under like the sweater, the V-neck sweater. I think that's mm-hmm. a good one. And I a like. Classic. Yeah, I like the anoraks, the long anoraks yes, that are all yes. zipped up to the neck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, track jackets, obviously. I I'm like such an Adidas fanboy now because of Britpop. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. So, yeah, I think uh, there there is a lot of influence in terms of that kind of stuff. Um, definitely. I'm trying to think. And, like, it, it kind of faded away. It was, like, it hit its peak in the mid-90s, and just, like, the genre of Britpop, it faded away a little bit. And I feel like kind of got a little bit more subdued. I mean, in mm-hmm. some bands. In others, it was still pretty pretty interesting but as times change i think so so does the style yeah definitely um and i think like blur kind of adopted more of an american ideal with their self-titled as we mentioned and Mm -hmm. i think kind of got a more loose style like baggy sweatshirts and stuff and Mm -hmm. t-shirts and crap Elastica. Shout out. Go ahead. Shout out <laughs> to what? Graham Coxon Stripes. Yes. Graham Coxon and Stripes and shoes. He loves his shoes. Yeah. I remember when I learned that, I was actually shocked. I was like, whoa, really? Shoes? Shoes are the thing that you're obsessed with? And it's like, yep, he has hundreds and hundreds of pairs of shoes in his house yeah, <laughs> right now. I mean, I don't. He has a good sense of style when it comes to shoes. You know, he likes. He likes his Oxfords and he likes his his Adidas trainers and whatnot. So, I I wish I had so many shoes, but I don't know where I would put them all. 
Yeah. I Anyways. Wish, I wish I had more <laughs> shoes, but I've literally been just wearing two different pairs of Adidas sneakers, like, this entire yeah. month. It's... I just bought black vans to replace my black vans. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're the same. I am excited for when it gets a little colder so I can bust out, like, the industrial hiking Timberland shoes that I... Boots that I have. Oh, hell yeah. You remember those? They were, like... Yes. Really big, and I'd wear them I with, do. like, Adidas pants. Excellent. Um, yeah, that's great. I I love wearing boots and Adidas sneakers. I think those are my two faves, but... Yeah, I'd have to say I'm a, I'm a Docs and a Vans kind of kid these days. I get that. That's where my loyalties are. Well, not even really. It's just they're the easiest shoes for me to put on and take off. <laughs> Docs are... Maybe I just have the wrong pair, but mine have been historically... Just unlace them a couple... Take them down a couple holes. Dude, they've already been unlaced a couple holes, and they're still so hard to get on and off. You need new shoes, my dude. Uh, Docs are some of the most comfy shoes I've ever had. That's... That sounds fake for me, but... (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, maybe I should just get a new pair of Docs. But... I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, Anyway... It's ironic, the, the Graham Coxon shoes thing, because the first thing that Damon Albarn ever said to Graham Coxon when they met was um, that he had the wrong shoes. Maybe that's why he's so obsessed with it. Maybe. He'll never get over this biting fashion, like, sartorial criticism oh from God. Damon Albarn as school, school once. <laughs> it's because Damon negged him. <laughs> Damn. Negged. I'm dead. That, that's cold, Damon. Especially for your boyfriend. Come on. Also, like, you're a fucking one to talk, my dude. Like, Me? No! Oh, Damon. <laughs> Me? I was like, I've never negged anyone about their shoes. <laughs> and I think I have pretty decent taste in shoes, so... It's... Oh, my God! You know what I forgot? I'm looking at this. I forgot this video existed. It is a picture of Damon and Liam playing soccer. <laughs> yes this is an iconic video and then liam pulls damon's shorts down so you see his ass yeah he's wearing a bucket hat that matches his shirt and a cross a gold cross oh god and then damon's in a fucking beanie and a puma outfit oh i love i forgot that video existed i forgot about puma but yeah puma is another big brand that's what you get for for being a jerk to our dude Graham. My husband, you can't, you Graham can't just, Coxon, You can't just talk shit. You can't just talk shit, get fucking hit. Exactly. If I ever uh, see Damon Albarn in real life, I'm gonna push him off of his bike. <laughs> so, that's that. Damon, you better watch out. But, you know what I forgot totally uh, hmm. in this whole discussion is uh, the movie Train Spotting. Oh, fuck. How could we forget that stylistic masterpiece? It's a pretty good movie. You have um, Renton, shaved head, Ewan McGregor looking hot. Yes. Yes, uh, we do. You We're have... in very quintessential, iconic outfits. Ooh. That, do you hear that? Hear that baby purr. Yeah, it's my, literally my dad's nice motorcycle. Oh, my God. I don't know where he is. Where he went. <laughs> Anyways. Just ran the open road. So anyway, we got um, Johnny Lee Miller, the sick boy, 
also very hot. Yeah, um, it's like ridiculous. He wears like boots and like weird striped blazers and stuff. Oh my god. That bleached hair. Yeah. It's a good look. Um, and then you have uh, I don't I forgot the actress's name and the character's name. Diane, I think. Yeah, it's Diane. That's her name in the she movie. She has like the small blue dress on. Also iconic. Yes. Yes. Very iconic. Very good stuff. Good. It's a, it that was a pretty stylistically great movie. Um, I think Damon and Justine both went to the premiere wearing blazers and like shirt t-shirts. Really? <sighs> yeah. I think that's where the the picture of Damon sucking Justine's face comes from. Uh, let me let me do a quick Google search. I just want to double check. <laughs> Cross reference that. Justine Frischman. I'm just gonna see what if it pops up. Yeah. All right, got a little Google going. Oh my, is it the picture of him licking her face? Yeah, he's like sucking her cheeks. Yes, I see it. It's like the second image confirmed. Yes. I can't believe I knew that specific info. Yeah. Yep, 97, you are correct. Yeah, they look so young. Wow. Wait, that was in 97? Yeah. Oof. They broke up like the next year. Oh my God. Uh, wow. Wow. I thought it was a 95, I guess, because of, like, the era, but, um, I believe it. Oh my god, I love it. Holy shit. What a great, great photo that is. Anyways, <laughs> I'm psyched that they went to that premiere together looking like literal pop stars because they are pop stars. Well, both Blur and Elastica were in the soundtrack, so. They had to go. They had to go. They had to be together. Yes, Ugh, perfect. I love it. Yeah, and then I think, I think in, in like, 98, 99, it kind of all started to go in a different direction a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex James got fat. Damon Albarn was heartbroken. Oasis was doing something. Elastica was no like, more. They were just kind of, they were just, like, kind of flopping. They were just doing their thing. They were yeah. releasing a string of albums that were, like, not critically acclaimed anymore. Yeah. While still proclaiming to be the Beatles. Oh, God. And NME is still like, oh, my God. But whatever. Um, yeah. They're getting into more fights, pushing trash cans over and shit, fighting paparazzi. It's grand. Yeah, it is um, a wild time. But like I said, they're very aggressive. I feel like Noel, though, is a lot less aggressive. He probably was just aggressive because of Liam and he was younger, but I feel like he's probably mellowed out quite a bit. Yeah, he's he's been the more mellow of the two, but, like, they they really, like, <laughs> I remember, I haven't watched any videos of them arguing in a long time, but, like, they used to both be so belligerent and so rude to people all the time, to paparazzi, to fans, like, to each other, to other people in the band, like, they're just, they're just bad boys, I don't know. <laughs> But they're goofy-looking bad boys with, like, a big ego thing going on. I don't know. I'm not... I'm, like, not really opposed to it, which is, like, probably a problem. I think it's really funny. Uh, yeah, it's funny if you're not... all about it. It's funny if you're not involved, you know? Yes, absolutely. Like, the other day... Fuck. Oh, my God. What was the tweet? Liam Gallagher, like, fucking destroyed some dude on Twitter the other day. It was fucking amazing. Liam Gallagher Twitter roast. <laughs> oh, God. 
This is gonna be a lot. Destroyed. Oh my god. Oh, okay, so we'll do a whole episode on Liam Gallagher's Twitter because he's got some crazy fucking tweets. Oh my god, we have to. That has to be, like, an in-depth thing. Yeah, no, it's incredible. It's He just, like, he just goes off, and he really does. He signs all of his tweets with with X or with his name LGX or as you were X like he always signs off on Twitter like he has a uh, like a signature in his text or something I don't know it's a really solid aesthetic at this point yeah I gotta I find mean, I gotta find this post I mean which one right there's so many <laughs> oh I found the roast <laughs> let's see let's hear it uh so I don't remember when I took this this must have been uh, in August, but Liam Gallagher had tweeted, uh, <gasps> no, my fucking, I, oh my god, my messenger crash. In like, in like, oh, I'm gonna pull back up. Um, when, uh, in like August, Liam Gallagher tweeted something about how Gene Gallagher rules. And I don't even know who the fuck Gene Gallagher Gene is. Gene Gallagher, I just told you, that's his younger son. Oh. Okay, so he's tweeting about his own fucking kid, being like, Gene Gallagher rules. Of course and, he is. <laughs> oh, I see all the news stories. All right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So he tweets, Gene Gallagher fucking rules. And somebody, like a fan account, tweets back at Liam Gallagher like, all right, like, good night now or something to him. And he goes, Fred, you massive cunt. You tell me, Nish, especially when you're called Fred. I'll Fred you through the needle of life. <laughs> oh my god. God. All because he's like, go to bed, Liam. Yeah, and he goes, I'll Fred you through the needle of life Ugh. at this fucking dude named Fred, and I lost my shit. That is fucking a real roast. Dude. See, that's why I like them. That is right there. <laughs> like, That's a pretty great roast. That's pretty clever, considering it's coming from Liam Gallagher. I know. It's, like, beyond clever. I'm so blown away by this. <laughs> I'll fucking Fred you through the needle of life. God. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he also tweeted, Lennon Gallagher rules, and I fucking rule. And then he was told to go to sleep, and he started oh. attacking this guy. God, he loves his kids. That's a good thing. That's so funny, though. I'll Fred you through the needle of life. You don't tell me, Nish. S- 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 like, especially when you're called Fred, you massive cunt Fred, I'll Fred you through the needle of life. God, I... <laughs> so angry. You For don't what? tell me Nish. Nish. God. That's a whole other language he's speaking right there. Anyways, away from the roasting. Oh, I just love that. I'm uh, sorry. I, I, I want that tattooed on my, my ass. You don't tell me Nish. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's like my my second favorite uh twitter phrase after pish myself <laughs> from scottish twitter about oh. i have to Scoosh find that my tweet. Goddamn, what is it scoosh my temple scoosh my temple Scoosh. that's what it was scoosh my temple with some tap water i when we was cabbages when we was wee cabbages. Or, hey, more. I'm on the protein. You fucking weapon. <laughs> I also love that. You fucking weapon. 
Oh, it's so good. Scottish Twitter is such a goldmine. What's some fave music videos that have some really good style choices in them? Let's pick, like, one from each band. Okay, so let's start with Blur. Pretty easy. Park Life. What's your favorite, favorite thing about that music video? What's your favorite outfit? Who wears it? What is it? My, I have a couple. I think my favorite outfit is probably Damon when he's, like, running around in the track jacket. Mm-hmm. But I also really like Graham Coxon's orange glasses because they're so 90s. Yes, agreed. I wish we had orange glasses more often. I think that would be a really good thing. I think you really can good. order them off of, like, Zenny optical and stuff. I don't have... I don't need glasses, but I might. You, I may, might do it. Maybe you should get your eyes checked. Yeah, I could do that also, <laughs> I guess. I'm in dire need of an eye exam. I haven't gotten one in, like, four years, so I'm going to do that soon. Maybe get oh, some yeah. orange glasses. We'll Maybe you should. Maybe this is an opportunity. This is the... I'm a trailblazer. I'm going to trailblaze this. Bring it back. Um, I'm, I'm blazing. Okay. Oh, God. I keep burping. All right. Um, okay. All right. Blur, so we have park life. Um, let's go with pulp now. Okay, pulp. So, uh... Common People's pretty, pretty iconic, but I have to say my favorite is definitely the video for Babies, which has uh, Jarvis Cocker in a bright green, like, um, let me get the image to cross-reference, but I'm pretty sure it's like a bright green, uh, like, lime-colored button-down shirt, and like, maybe red velour pants? I need to double-check. <laughs> but it's an amazing video, and it's just them and, like, the band in, like, a white, like, studio area, and they're all just, like, playing along. And then we have, um, oh, what's his name? Steve, what's Mackie. the basis? Steve Mackie. Steve Mackie's got, like, one slick, greasy, like, bacon strip hair thing going down with, like, a black button-up shirt with, like, a little tie. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that is that is good. There's there's two versions of that music video, but, um, yeah. The one that I'm thinking of has the better outfit. Um, I like Do You Remember the First Time? Oh, okay. yeah, wait. That's that's a, such a good one though. <laughs> you change your answer. Yeah, a little bit, and also because I see that Jarvis also wears a blazer over the green shirt. I thought it was just a green shirt. I was mistaken. But yeah, no, uh, absolutely. The video for Do You Remember the First Time is actually just like a stunningly beautiful video. I love that video so much. It's yeah. really creepy. And I feel like it has a lot of stylish teens in it. Oh, it definitely does. Um. Let me think. It's beautiful. What a well-filmed music video. It is. That's a great vi video. Um, next one. Let's think. Oasis. Uh, let me see. I haven't really watched that many Oasis music videos besides the roast that Noel Gallagher takes us through of his oh. own videos, which is fucking awesome. That's my vote. I'm just going to say <laughs> go, go look up Noel Gallagher's commentary on every Oasis video. <laughs> If we're going to talk about Noel Gallagher, um, I'm pretty sure Champagne Supernova, he wears, like, a striped, like, sweatshirt with, like, a, like one of the ones that have, like, a higher collar and a zip down, but they don't open. Yeah. Blue, red, yellow striped sweatshirt and, like, just, like, some stupid-looking jeans. Ugh. And he wears it. He sits on the bed and he plays along and he sings. Oh, maybe it's Don't Look Back in Anger. Whatever video that is. 
Uh, maybe the it's... Noel Gallagher song. The Noel Gallagher song. It's probably "Don't Look Back in Anger" then, because, um, yeah. All right. So who's next? Suede. I don't. I don't know any Suede music videos. Uh. Animal Nitrate. I think is the only one I know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. It's kind of great. I'm trying to think of one that I know. I've only watched a couple of Suede music videos also. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, The Beautiful Ones is a really good music video. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Nope, it's definitely Animal Nitrate. <laughs> Damn, I'm a fake Suede fan. Well, there you go. Well, what's the look? Let me see the look. This isn't the one I was thinking of either. What the fuck is the song I'm thinking of? Oh, it's the Drowners. That's the song. Fuck. Yes. This one has Brett Anderson with, like, his long hair all, like, blown and windswept. And he's got this yellow, like, open-collar bun-down shirt. It's great. And Bernard Butler, the bassist of this band, um, has very long hair. Oh, he's the... I always thought he's a bassist. He is the guitarist. (laughs) Bernard Butler has another collared shirt and just, like, very flowy, swinging hair. There's probably some heeled boots. I can't remember. God. Good stuff. That's a fucking great song. I I forgot. It's been a hot fucking second. (laughs) Elastica? Elastica. My vote goes for Stutter because it's, um, it's just them walking around London just, like, singing their song, and I think it's just, like, so aloof and kind of best in line with their aesthetic, but I also really like Waking Up because Justine looks really good in that one. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. They all had. They all had. They had good videos all around. Um, even Mad Dog, Goddamn, which was from their second album, was directed and filmed by Maya Arul Pragasan, also known which is as Mia. Mia. Yes, she filmed a, a video documentary of when they were doing their second album tour, but. I don't know, it got lost somewhere. But yeah, that, that one's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what other Britpop bands do we have here? I also, I'm again, I'm doing some Googling, and I have to say, I'm going to have to watch the video for Car Song by Elastica because I can see the thumbnail is Justine Frischman in a red leather shiny plastic jacket. That has to be oh, yeah, it's Justine, in my arsenal. Donna and Justin driving around Tokyo in this, like, in these red costumes. And I think it was directed oh, by yeah. Spike Jones, I believe. Oh, I'm so fucking watching this after we lock the fuck out of this podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes! Um, gosh, I have to probably link to all these videos after, but it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. What's the next band? Are we missing any bands? We did Pulp, Blur, Elastica, Suede, Oasis. I think that's probably good. It covers a lot of ground. Because I don't really know any other videos by any of the other Britpop bands. And like, I mean, we can always talk about menswear. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I refuse. Menswear's banned. Menswear's a taboo topic on the menswear podcast. Menswear is such a bad... It's like a parody of a Britpop band. It's like, they tried so hard. They're like, all image, no substance. It's such a product all of the bark, 90s. no bite. Exactly. If their handle okay, so their name has is spelled an at like ant 
like the a at and symbol like the email um, symbol. so ben swear yeah the the email symbol? <laughs> you mean at yeah the email symbol I don't even know what it's called, but I wouldn't call it. It's an email. app. It, Whatever. It's 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 an if app. If they're on but... Twitter, their their handle would just be R because it's so <laughs> it's a close to the very end. So the very end is a name. Well, it's a good thing they don't exist anymore. They couldn't have survived the era of Twitter. But then again, men's wear or men's swear? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely men's wear, like men, men's clothing, probably. Men's wear could have been so much better. <laughs> I swear react. I mean, I just I think it would have been better if they just didn't exist at all, but Menswear react to men's swearing. Oh my god. The band Menswear. Menswear react to menswear. Ugh. God, that's enough. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that stupid band anymore. Oh. Um, yeah. I also, guess also one what? last thing. The last shout out I will say is that Sleeper the singer, uh, what's her name? Louise Winner. Yeah. Wiener? Louise Wiener. <laughs> there's some really, there's some really good T-shirts in the Britpop era, and most of them can only be uh, best described by copying a Zazzle copy. But I can see here that the singer of Sleeper had this iconic T-shirt that says "Another Female Fronted Band," which is so so good and very underrated, I have to say. I feel like that shirt should exist now. Yeah, like I would cop that Dazzle remake. I oh would. yes. Oh yes. Let's just let's, another stylish thing. You Wanna know, what? I'm out. gonna do it. I'm gonna sign up for Zazzle. I'm gonna make it and sell a lot of shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly go through puberty because my voice is cracking. <laughs> That's um, okay. Yes, and I guess bonus should be lush. Um. Yeah, I I feel like you know they've kind of tried to distance themselves from Britpop, but over time they've kind of been lumped in. So I have to include a Lush video, and I'm gonna say "Single Girls" out of that era is probably my favorite because I don't want to be a single girl. Actually, that's it, right? Yes, actually, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's tied because I like "Single Girl" because it's like kind of a funny like wedding scenario but i also like 500 the uk version mm -hmm. because they're all driving in a little red fiat car and Cute. it's really it's like fun and happy and single girl is also really great and it has the trademark mickey Berenyi green sequin dress so i was just gonna but, mention that i think the image of her on like the blue background with her wearing that sequin dress is one of the most like i think we should put it on like a like a special NASA sponsored space shuttle and send it to space for the aliens to find because oh my it's such God. a fucking excellent photo. It's yes. so cool. Her roots are showing the green and the red. She is fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean she's one of my heroes for sure, and I love that picture. And it's so cool. It's just there's such a <laughs> great photo. It's. Oh my god, it's so neat. I could only strive to be that cool and photograph that well one day, but... You should just recreate that photo, man. You could do it. You gotta dye your hair red, though. Yeah. I Yeah. And find You're it. like, that's not happening. <laughs> You're like, I mean, that. I don't know. I feel like red is not really my color, but we'll see. Maybe one day. Um, that's fair. We'll find out. Maybe one day p dot PDF. 
Maybe one day. <laughs> okay. I could also, I could go on about Radiohead fashion choices, but I'm not gonna, because I'm gonna save that. Oh, hell yeah. I don't think I, although everybody in the entire world, if you've ever spent more than uh, maybe 10 minutes talking to me, you will know that my favorite era of looks within Radiohead's existence has been 1996 Tom York with the red spiky hair. Oh, of course. I'm such a sucker. I, I love think, it so much. You know, I think their two best style eras were the Benz and In yes. Rainbows. Yeah, I, I like the In Rainbows one too, mostly because I'm a fan of the red pants because <laughs> they're really funny. Yeah, um, and, and I, I feel Tom's like Tom's hair haircut is... Great. What? I don't like Tom's haircut in that. Really? I hear I you like saying it. that you really like it. I like it. I feel like it matches his personality pretty well. I'm not sure True. about the long hair anymore, but I don't know. Oh, I love his hair right now. I think it looks so cool. It's very greasy. It's very him. <laughs> he wants to He wants to just kind of look like a hermit, and I totally get it. But like a cool hermit that shops at Rag and Bone. That's also very true, and I'm not going to deny that he's bougie as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not deny it at all. But I, I mean, will say that I absolutely love the bleach blonde and the like the dyed shocking red hair and then also like probably Pop unpopular opinion oh no 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 not no. not that unpopular opinion <laughs> 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 but i will say that uh the shaved like the post growing out shaved head of 1997 like during okay computer like he wears like a blue sweatshirt with like a you know like one of those pockets in the center and it's like really baggy and he's got like a really close like, growing out his head being shaved, I think that is a very, very sick look. He looks like an alien, and it makes sense. Yeah, I agree. But I think my all-time favorite is still, like, the Ben's spiky orange hair. I think peak yeah. 90s, very good look. Yes. Also, shout-out to Colin Greenwood's long, long hair and Johnny Greenwood's sequin children's clothing. Yes. Also, shout-out to Colin Greenwood's blocking me on Twitter peace and out, me <laughs> yeah you blocked me too it's uh, funny because you know Colin Greenwood's my wife so I don't really know how to go about this divorce this is how you tell me Colin I just can't like we've been married for god knows how long and this is how you do it I can't Shameful. even remember our wedding day millennials killed marriage that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> millennials killed my relationship with Colin Greenwood my wife yeah, and if anybody listening here is wondering why it happened, it's because me and Danny retweeted something mentioning Colin Greenwood on Twitter being disappointed that he, they were sharing like links to an article that was pro-Israel. And we were like, hey, you should look at this other article that's written by a Palestinian being like, please don't play in Israel. And then he blocked us. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's what you did. I basically replied and was like, hey, why don't you play in Palestine then? Oh, that's right. You're not going to. Like, and then he blocked is... you. So yours is a little more incendiary. See, I'm afraid of upsetting my wife, so I restrained. <laughs> I honestly was not expecting him to block people because he's so mild mannered and like. I... Yeah, I don't know if he really blocked us. It might have been, you know, whoever has access to that Twitter account. But also, like, it's I'm blocked by Colin Greenwood on Twitter, and that's the baseline there. So, who else <sighs> has access to that account? I don't know. The, the estate of Colin Green, I don't know. The estate. Johnny? God. His mom? Who knows? Yeah, it's right up there next to Michael Jackson's estate, even though Colin Greenwood's still alive. Ah, yes. Well, he's dead to me. <laughs> well, that's a good point. He's not dead to me. I still love him. I don't 
don't know. He's but I hate of, I hate them for doing this. He's kind of dead to me. I didn't. I don't think I have much. Old habits are hard to break, my dude. <laughs> They're not. I don't have as much emotional stock. I'm more like pissed off about it. Oh, like, I was. I was so sad. <laughs> but there were so many things going on at the same time that I kind of just like didn't let myself mourn, which is fine. But I think it's really funny that I was blocked on Twitter. It's like. What what is that gonna do? <laughs> I mean, maybe one day he'll he'll get over himself and like unblock you, and me. But in the meantime, maybe one day Twitter will go bankrupt, and then Colin will never be able to block me again because Twitter will be no longer a website, and then I can maybe the internet will just burn down and collapse, and then one day I'll run into Colin Greenwood somewhere wherever I am, and I'll be like, "Hey, motherfucker!" And then we'll square down, and I'll kick his little butt. You could definitely take him down. Yeah, he's not very tall. I could t- and he's very skinny. <laughs> and yeah. he's a dad, so he's probably got, like, a bad back and shit. Oh, Colin Greenwood is going down. Mark my words. I'm going to take my wife down. Okay, wow. The Scott, uh... If, anybody, if anybody's going to teach that kid a lesson, it's going to be me. <laughs> well, Cassidy, all I got to say is Godspeed. Luckily, my husband, Graham Coxon, has not blocked me yet on Twitter, so... <laughs> Shoutouts to Graham. We're still married. It's all good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Well, I think... That was an interesting turn. We're good now. <laughs> we'll have to talk more about the blocking uh, when we talk about Radiohead later. I think we just had to get it out of our systems a little, you know, like, release a little air from the balloon. Yeah. Unbutton We're not the pants. only ones, also. It was, like, multiple people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know a lot of people that got blocked, so... Yeah, it, was, it wasn't personal, but it was still, like pretty personal hey we're supposed to talk about the fashion of Britpop and we got into the Israeli-Palestinian conflict shoot shoot damn it not again oh man all right well I think we should probably wrap it up before we go into any other interesting topics yes okay definitely Dan's flipping me off so I think he he wants me to get off what he's flipping you off just cause He's flipping me off just cause. Oh, that's nice. Fuck you. Not you, Dan. Um, no, I knew. I could tell. I could hear you angle your head away <laughs> to yell at Dan. I I turned my mouth away from the mic to breathe. <laughs> Can you put that in to the last part of the podcast? Oh, of course. I'm keeping that in. You should. Okay. Well. All right. <laughs> thanks for sticking around, everyone. I can't wait for you to edit this. <laughs> Me too. Me too.